0: Hey, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, good. How are you?
0: Awesome. I'm doing great.
1: I always yeah, love your back, backdrop. Beautiful backdrop.
0: Oh. oh, thank you. Nice. Cool. Well, it's good to see you. Thanks yeah. for doing this. This is, this is fun. I'm glad that it's finally worked out.
1: So um, Jonah is my current business coach. And I, I hired Jonah because he's a really good listener. Mm -hmm. tell me what you think is important in in making businesses work.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of listening, that's like, that, that's a lot of what I like to talk about actually in the way that I, um, teach marketing and sales these days, um, is that it's just listening is a really important part. Um, and, uh, like, when it comes to um, marketing, a lot of people who are, especially when you're just starting to get into it, can think of marketing as like, this thing that we're, we're just putting ourselves out there, like we're we're projecting our energy and ourselves, and our, um, just like, what we think of ourselves, and how we want people to see us, and, um, but really, that kind of that kind of expression doesn't necessarily work in the sense that a lot of people, like what people really want is to have a sense that you're understanding them and you're hearing them. Um, So I feel like the best marketing is when you're really taking time to listen to your audience, listen to the people you're talking to. And then it's the same with um, having like what you'd call sales conversations. I don't love the word sales, but it's like when you're having a conversation with someone and you're having that discussion around like are we going to work together or not. Um almost everybody who hires me says exactly what you said. Like part of at least part of why I'm working with you is because of how good you were at listening to me. Um so yeah, listening is huge.
1: And do you, do you feel like it's something that your clients often need to learn more about how to listen themselves? To?
0: I do. Um, so I've I've also been teaching uh, compassionate communication, or also known as nonviolent communication, for for the past eight years, and um, and I found that like yeah, a lot of people could improve a lot when it comes to listening. I mean, people know how to know how to listen in a certain sense but there's like there's a depth of listening a way of doing um like active listening where you're reflecting back what you're hearing the other person say or you're kind or you're kind of deepening into a a deeper understanding of what the person's saying which may be deeper than what they're even finding words for Mm -hmm. um those are skills that i find that i found that i've been able to consciously develop over years and then um and then yeah i've supported other people in developing that because most people don't necessarily know how to do that they listen or they like they hear something and then they're automatically thinking of like how can i how can i offer a suggestion or how can i share my own story or how can i do something like that um but listening is uh um yeah, it's it's a skill that we can develop.
1: Yeah. So I And yeah.
0: So well, I was just going to ask you um I uh I get a sense that like like that was something that you said in the beginning when we first connected like you liked that I listened and I also think that I noticed you you wrote something about that like you were looking for someone who could really listen. So mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to to hear your thoughts on the value of listening and
1: well, I sometimes do sometimes do some business coaching career coaching with people. And I started doing that without really knowing anything about business or actually being any good at it myself Right, or just good at listening. And, and I found it really worked just to listen to people. And I, I remember one, like quite a few sessions actually went, someone would come in and sit in front of me and I would say, you know, what's the issue? What's going on here? And we would listen and I would talk. And they would come in saying, you know, I, I don't know how to do it. It's all of these complex things and problems getting in my way. And then at the end of an hour of listening to them, they would go like, that's really obvious. Why haven't I been doing that all along? They just kind of answered their own question and, and, and opened it up. The interesting thing is that the answer they came to was always, I've been trying to do something too small and when they said but what I'm really excited about is something bigger and then they realized actually that bigger thing is easier because I know how to do it whereas the small thing it might look easy but it's not, doesn't suit mm. my personality. So what I found that naturally came out of people was a, uh, finding their natural approach that suits them and being more bold being more exciting in the way that they approach Mm. their business, doing what they really believe in and not just something that is seems like a good idea at the time.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I I love that. Like, I love what you're, what you're saying about, like, you didn't even, you didn't even necessarily give them a lot of advice. Like you just listened and they would come to their own Mm. conclusion. Yeah.
1: And so when I was looking for a business coach, that was what I was looking for, someone who could just listen right. to me. So I was right. like, <laughs> I don't know that anyone's gonna be able to have the answers for me. I'm weird, you know, I, right. most, of the, most of the answers that are out there, they don't kind yeah. of fit for me. Maybe I could find somebody as weird as me and they would give me all of the answers. <laughs> but I think it's more likely that I just find someone who can right. listen to me and help me find my own answers. And, right, and
0: that's, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I would say I'm the same way, like, I, like, I, I think there's a lot of value in advice and that's, that's, I mean, from business coaches, especially, I think people, people want advice. Like people want to know, like, what do you think? Or I'm not sure how to, how to like string these strategies together. How do I, how do I make this work? Um, but I think, I think there can be a leaning too heavily on that. I mean, when I've worked with clients, it's like the, there's a way where um, sometimes even just like giving a strategy, like, okay, so here's a great strategy. And then they're like, oh, and then they don't do it or it doesn't, it doesn't fit or it's not exactly like, like it's not what they needed because we, because you didn't, like we didn't get deep enough into maybe where their hangup was or, or what they were really wanting, like what their heart was really calling for and. Right. Just the power of listening really helps mm-hmm. to get there.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think also the possibility of creating something that's more authentic is, is quite exciting to me. So I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people go into business thinking about it in terms of how can I make some money? Right. But when we're really listening very carefully to what people's true passions are, it becomes something bigger than that, something more about how can I express myself? How can I truly serve? What, what what is my role in the, in the world.
0: Totally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you think that that this kind of that there are aspects of business that the way people do business that should be changed?
0: <laughs> well, um, that's a big question. I mean, I, like I would say saying. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, at, at, at so many levels, Mm. um, yeah, I mean, where do I even start with that? I think, I mean, uh, there's something like something that I really enjoyed about getting to know you over the past couple of months is, is the, um, I resonate a lot with, with something that I hear you talk about a lot, which is the idea of. Of just shifting the economy towards towards something that's more loving and inclusive and cooperative, mm. um, and I feel like I've had similar desires and dreams for years. Um, I actually studied economics in college. That's what I got my degree in. Wow. And uh, and and. The reason I chose economics for one was because I, I liked the analytical, like I, I like graphs and I like thinking about things in the way that economists do. But um, but I also had this vision of like, I want to learn this stuff because I want to use it. I want to use this knowledge to somehow make the world a better place, like make us more, more considerate and caring towards the environment and, and cooperative towards each other. Um, and then, so, um, yeah, so to get back to your question, I mean, I think there's, like, there's, like, grand scale changes. And then there's, like, the changes that we can do as individuals in our businesses. And um, one of the things that I feel passionate about, because my focus lately has been coaching people on their marketing and, and like, sales and enrollment processes, is um, – to really like take out a lot of what I see is super common out there, which is basically like inauthentic, um, hyping, hyping ourselves up, making things look a certain way just for the sake of getting a sale Mm -hmm. as opposed to showing up as our true selves and being honest about our experience. Like, one way that I see that happen a lot is a lot of, especially in like the business coaching world or the business coursing world, is people will create these what I see as false rag to riches stories. Like they'll like they'll basically tell the story that's like, oh, I went from living on my mom's couch to being like a million running a million-dollar business and all I did was I learned these few secret strategies and it all happened within a year.
1: Hmm.
0: And like, there's so many stories like that. Um, and that's kind of like the, the most like extreme version, but you'll see tons of like subtle versions of that same thing. But what they're doing is they're, they're specifically like choosing to take out often a lot of the, the background behind it. Um, like how many years did they study business before they started this business? Yeah. or like you know like there's various things that they're taking out and i think what that's doing is it's creating this false idea that growing a business is something that's supposed to happen really fast Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to have it happen overnight um and you know that makes people want to hire a coach or do a course because they they think that's what they want is this overnight success um but really i think like if we take a step back there's a much healthier way to look at having a business like um a business is like we're in business you know partly of course to to make an income like to pay for our lives it's our it can be our livelihood instead of having a job we'll have a business um but it's like you we can think of it more as an investment in those terms like if you can like if you if if someone's listening to this and you're thinking about starting a business or you have been, but you're kind of in the earlier stages and it's not paying your bills yet. um, And you're desperate to get it to that point. I would just think of like, look at your life in a longer time span and think like, okay, so even if it takes like a year or two, you're potentially, you're now creating this business that can support you for years to come following Mm -hmm. that. Like, Like you're basically building a career for yourself. Yes. So it doesn't have to be overnight. I mean, people build careers, like they go to school for years to build a career.
1: And it's the same.
0: I think it's a healthier mindset. And it also, thinking of it that way is gonna just, it gives you a lot more resilience and patience that I think is really needed in order to be successful. Thinking you're gonna get there overnight is just gonna, can just send you into emotional spirals and and um and a lot of a lot of uh just unnecessary challenge that can actually make it harder to grow a business i think
1: it's very similar to what um one of my recent interviews said he was he's, uh, he was doing a project uh, like a a training program that he called get rich slowly mm-hmm
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I like that.
1: And it's it's the same kind of concept. So if we can kind of take things one step at a time not not try and hurry it, then it becomes a much more natural process.
0: Right.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the, and your question was like, how, how should we do business differently? And I think I think like just a say like like there's two things i think in that for one it's like that there's the authenticity i believe that the more that we're authentic in our business the more that we can grow a a really solid business like the more that we grow a business that's based on people who who really believe in what we do and value what we do and they want to tell other people about what we do um when we go that, that inauthentic route of like, I'm going to create this false story so that I can get people to see me in a certain way. So they're more likely to hire me. I think maybe you can make some sales faster that way. Um, but you're not gonna, it's not going to grow a business that I feel like is, is going to create that, that deep sense of, of like purpose that I think we're all really here for. Um, and so, yeah, growing a business slowly—it's like growing a business, growing a business with with love, like growing a business with with actual like like I want to make a difference in the world um, versus like how fast can I get rich? I mean, who's that benefiting anyway?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I I have the interesting experience of when I try to. Do inauthentic business, it just doesn't work for me. I, I'm just not capable of good, right. in, good inauthenticity, if, if such a thing exists. Um, and I'm not very interested in making money on, on an emotional level. Right. So it's very difficult for me to go out there and go right. I'm going to make some money. But what I've found is that if I turn out, turn up authentically and I do the things that I'm passionate about, then somehow I do make some money. I kind of can't really see how it's going to happen, but, but someone is attracted to some of the things that I'm doing and some opportunity arises and, and, the, and the next steps come through. So I've been finding it really, really important for me to, be, to just turn up authentically and to do the things that I'm passionate about but to do them in the public, in the, in the world where there are opportunities and where I'm serving others and I'm being involved with, with others. And then it's kind of, things grow so things start to happen. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I like that. And you know, I've seen that like, like in you, as I've watched you, hmm. you've, I feel like w- one of the things that I, that I think we met through a message that had to do with niching like finding your niche or can you not have a niche or something and um and something that i've been watching you do is like you're like my sense is you're just showing up like i see you you're putting out more videos all the time you're interviewing people and you're just you're just having a presence Mm. in the world and uh and i don't know where you are with like decide like if you're gonna narrow on a niche or not but I think that, I think that what you're doing is awesome. Like, mm. um, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot to just showing up and having conversations and being yourself. And, um, and then, and then, you know, all those little like marketing kind of mm. hacks or, or tricks can, you know, are kind of side sidelines. Like,
1: what I've learned is that maybe Maybe it's not so much about niche or niche. I I would say niche with my accent. Sure. Uh, from Australia. I've um, been in
0: a, I was in a, a marketing um, seminar, like program I was part of. <laughs> there used to be like these debates between how the niche people <laughs> and the niche people. Uh, it, it was funny. It was just like a funny way to.
1: Yeah. So, so I think yeah. it's about, it's a way of creating focus, that you're not doing everything, you're doing the, the thing that is the most effective thing. You're focusing in from doing all of that to let's do just do this bit. This is like, this is a more effective element of it. And, and so I'm finding that it's thinking of it in that way, in terms of the niche, is a difficult way for me to think But the idea of focusing is still important. And so the way I focus is on my message. It's like, I don't need to speak about all of the different topics in the world. I don't talk about forest degradation, even though it's a really important issue, because yeah. that's not the, the, the center of my, my work. My work is about unity consciousness and conscious action in the world. Um, and if I focus it in, in my message, then, of course, naturally, I'm creating some kind of niche. I'm kind of... Um, working with people who are interested in that topic. Right. For me, it's come in a way of thinking about my message rather than thinking about my, my people. Um, but I think that the need to focus in is does exist. We do need to focus. Mm-hmm. Maybe the other thing I've learned is that it's not the first thing we need to do. But first, we need to figure out, who we are right and second we have to figure out how we can express that in the in the world and only after that does the does the focusing make sense because once i'm really turning up authentically and i know who i am and i'm i'm present and then i'm expressing myself i'm turning up in the world then i can very easily start to go do too much and just start to try and take on all of these different projects and all of these different ideas. And that's when it becomes important to, to right. focus in. And so, Finding the niche yeah. becomes really important to that, at that level. But I don't think it's the starting point. I think the starting point is yeah. who am I?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I, I agree. I mean, my, I mean, my process is like, I, the reason I started my, my business in the first place like being in business for myself i would say is um i i grew up with a lot of pretty intense anxiety and social anxiety and i found that the practice of nonviolent communication really helped me with that and so i became a trainer in that and i um started to wanting to grow a business as a nonviolent communication trainer but as I started, started studying sales and marketing, um, I got that, I was told that right away, like you have to have a niche, you have to pick a niche. And nonviolent communication or teaching communication skills in a general way was, I mean, I was told was not a good enough niche. Um, so, so it was just like, pick a niche, pick a niche, right. and you'll, 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 like, you'll make you'll make money, money and your money business month. will grow. And, you know, the thing is, is like, I did that and I actually tried a lot of different niches. Like, like I I was like, okay, I'm going to just work with couples. Mm. Um, I did, I did like, I'm going to help people with, with sex problems Mm. because I was interested in like sex and studying um, sex. And then I also did dating for a Mm. while. And, uh, and I enjoyed all of those. Like I enjoyed working with clients with those. I felt like it, it developed my, my just general coaching skills a lot. Mm. Um, the the nonviolent communication methods helped a lot in all of those areas, but none of the, I didn't pick any of those niches because I felt like this is, this is me. Mm. Like like, this is, this is the way that I want to show up in the world. I just kind of did it. I was, like, really just in love with nonviolent communication or compassionate communication, as I mm-hmm. call it. Um, and, uh, and I wanted to share that. And I, so I was picking niches to just try and grow my business. But the problem is, is, like, I kept, I kept building traction. Like, I would start in one of those niches. And, and I would start getting more clients and I would get more testimonials and I would get all these things that you're supposed to get as your marketing. But then I would be like, you know, this isn't really me. Like, like, I don't think like when I look at myself 10 years down the road, do I want to be, um, do I want, like, do I see myself as a dating coach 10 years down the road? Or do I see myself as a sex coach or see myself as a couples coach? And, and all like, I kept I kept hitting that roadblock where I was like, that doesn't really feel like the core of what I want to devote my life to. And, and then, and then really that whole time, like it took me a long time to realize that, that helping, that what I'm doing now, which is helping people with their businesses and integrating like deep authenticity and connection into the way that people promote their work and the way that people run their groups um, just like is something that I, that I feel like, yeah, I can see myself doing that 10 years from now. Like I can see myself continuing to study this and learn this and, and, and develop my craft in this area for years. Um, but it took a long time for me to get the clarity of that. It took a long time for me. Come?
1: And how in the end did you find
0: <laughs> honestly, it just took time. I mean, I, I think I, I felt the desire for that early on. I mean, like when I first studied, when I first attended trainings and nonviolent communication, I immediately felt in my body that I wanted to teach this to other people.
1: Mm.
0: When I first started studying sales and marketing and I started to like, like I started seeing the differences between the ways that some people were doing it, that felt really good to me, like good in my heart. And then ways that I saw that just felt really kind of gross. Um, I, and and I found inspiring people in that area. I felt it in my body. Like, I want to do this.
1: Hmm.
0: I I want to, I want to do this. I want to be in this um, area. Like I want to help people with their businesses and their fears that come up around business. Like I just enjoy talking about that a lot more than dating. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just something that's true for me. I don't know why. Um, And, uh, and so, but I resisted it for a long time. I was like, no, I can't do that because in order to like, there's so much, there's, there's just like a ton of competition in that. And Mm -hmm. like just all these different reasons why I convinced myself out of it for a long time. And I even did actually do it. Um, a number of years ago, like three or four years ago, I did some coaching, I was helping people put on workshops, and market their workshops, because that's what um, my, my business used to be primarily in person workshops. And, um, and it was great, I was loving it. And it was like, something my, my, like, yeah, I, I just sort of like got this idea that was like, all these business coaches with their fancy, you know, bling, bling. And like, and like, look how rich I am. Like there was something that just made me feel like, like that wasn't me or I couldn't do that. And so it just took me a longer time to just trust. Like, I, like, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to do it in my own way. Um, and But, and it took time. And I think, I think that's kind of like the point I think here is that is why I don't necessarily recommend that people just choose a niche because they think it can make money. You know, like I kind of like what you're doing Mm. with like, with sort of like focusing on these topics that you enjoy and putting it and getting out there and then letting the niche sort of find you Yeah, and then trusting it, um, you know, doing what you can to trust it. And to trust, like I don't know if I have like a a hack for trusting it, you know. (laughs) That actually, for a while. Well, I I have a hack for trusting it. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. What do you, what do you have?
1: You do it a little bit, and if it works a little bit, then you can trust it a little bit more. And then you do it a little bit more, and then you trust
0: a little bit more. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though, is like I even did that. Like mm-hmm. I did it. I did it a little bit. I had, I had like three years ago. I had clients that I was helping with marketing and workshop stuff, and I and I loved it. And for some reason, like you know, I still got, I still got caught, and I was like, nope. And I went back to just doing all the other stuff I was doing.
1: Okay, well, I have another hack. Yeah. Find someone who's a good listener.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I probably <laughs> could have used that. I, I think I was like, I was talking to my partner about it. And, and I think she, um, back then she was not stoked on the idea of being more of a business coach, Mm -hmm. I think. And so I sort of got influenced by that. And now she's actually really supportive of me. Like she sees it differently, but I think she was noticing a lot of the people out there that are just like the way that they were doing the way that a lot of people do business coaching just, yeah, it just just rubbed her the wrong way a lot of it rubs me the wrong way too um it's, it's so, interesting so, this,
1: this thing of like you don't want to do something because you don't like the way everyone else does it
0: other people do it which is but, a great reason to do it but it
1: might actually be a really good reason to do it because you're going to do something completely different right. I, I uh i resisted being a public speaker i resisted giving mm. speeches for many years because i hate listening to boring speeches and i didn't want to be the one who was inflicting Boring speeches on people. It took me years right. to figure out that I was not boring, and so therefore it was okay to be a speaker. Uh, yeah, nice. but you know, it's <laughs> like okay, I, I didn't realize that, and right. perhaps it's something you have to learn as well. But there is that. The other story that came to mind is um, is a guitar maker that I met in in Australia, and. He's a really interesting character. He, he gave me a lift hitchhiking, and um, mm. we had a long conversation, and he took me to my door because he wanted to continue the conversation and um, One of the things we're talking about is that uh, holidays are a waste of time, mm. because you know if you love your work and you're really really doing something that you're passionate about, then you don't want a holiday you, your work is your holiday right. And so, so this was the start of our connection. But then he, and he's got lots of interesting characteristics. He's a um, faith healer, like a miracle healer, some of the time when it comes on him. Mm -hmm. He would never call himself a miracle healer or advertise it because he's not, it doesn't happen when he wants it to happen. But every now and then, he just feels this energy come through, and he goes, I come here, I need to do a healing on you, and and miracles happen. And it's the mm. you know, fascinating thing. But he yeah, says, you know, wow. this is not my job, this is not what I do, this is just something that happens to me sometimes. What I do is I make guitars. And then he talked about how he, everyone said you have to have a niche, so you have to have a particular kind of guitar, a particular something, and he, mm. he wasn't, he couldn't find his niche, he never bothered to find his niche, whatever it was. He didn't find a niche. He just made guitars. And so he's ended up being a specialist in guitars that are designed especially exactly for you, which is like, in some ways it is a niche, hmm. but he didn't mm-hmm. have to define it. He just had to do it. And by doing it and doing right. it, he's created, this is who he is and this is his specialty. So so what happens yeah. is you go into his shop and you, pick up a guitar and you play it and, you know he's working in his shop building something else while you do it and he says you know play that guitar and you pick it up and play it tell me what you like and play the other guitars you pick up all the guitars in his shop and play them and he listens to the way you play and then and then he listens to what you say about what you want in a guitar and then he makes a guitar that exactly suits your needs and so it makes you sound amazing and maybe other people can't play it as well as you can but for right. you, it's perfect, and this is you know it is an amazing niche to have. But he didn't doesn't see it as a niche. He just sees it as him expressing himself and right. somehow the niche yeah. on him.
0: That's a that's a really good point. And you know what I think that 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 brings up for me is like in in, in any business we do. I mean, part of the idea of choosing a niche, like the argument behind it, and it, and it's it's true. I believe is like when you're really trying to build an audience online if you have a topic, like you focus on one topic and, or you you focus on one audience, then those people are going to want to keep consuming more and more of your, mm-hmm. of your stuff. Like they're going to follow you. They're, you're going to be like a, like a TV show that they just, yeah. you know, consume yeah. the whole thing. Um, but the, the thing though is like, that's uh, when we're, when we're growing our business like like especially if you're a coach or if you work with people one on one i think no, no matter what we do it's like we're when we cater to that one person really well that's how we build like really solid a solid business of people who really believe in us and and like value what we offer and i think a lot of people when you're starting your business A better approach, I I would say, and this is kind of the way that I've been helping, guiding people, is instead of trying to pick a niche and build the biggest audience you possibly can on YouTube or whatever, get really good at finding the people who are interested in you, even if it's a small number, and getting close to them, Like, like having conversations with them and and seeing like, what is it that they're struggling with and potentially finding ways that you could help them um, and then building a business that way. Like you can get, you can gain clients with a small amount of people following you because you're, because you're so good at, at, at catering to them, like building the guitar that's meant for them. So you don't necessarily have to have a special niche um, like one type of guitar that you make or one type of coaching that you do. Um, I mean, that's like traditional life coaching anyway, is kind of like, I can help, I can help you with any part of your life. Um, but I think, I think having a niche can be a good place to end up, but in the beginning, you don't really, you don't need it as much. You just need to have people, you need to, you need to know how to have those conversations with people who come into your guitar shop. Um, Yeah. And it comes back to listening again too.
1: another thing that, um, that I think can be interesting is to think of building a community. Um, So this is kind of something that would naturally happen a step later. You have got a niche. We know who we're working with. Now we create, build, bring those two people together into a community. And then I didn't, don't need to go out marketing anymore because I have a community that I'm serving and that, I just need to serve that community, and it will grow, and it will will support me. Um, but I think sometimes, and for some people, actually building the community may be easier than than thinking about the niche. Mm-hmm. like instead of this is my niche, think about, well, who are the people that are around you and that are connected with you, and if you're serving them, these are your community. You already have the, have the niche, which is your community that you're you're working with. Right. Uh, which is kind yeah. of like the, the old days when you would you would be the blacksmith for your village. Your niche was your village. Right. And why why was this my niche? Because these are the people that I know and these are the people I'm around. It's a no-brainer, yeah? Right. Uh, and it's obvious if you live in a little village and you don't have internet. But if you have internet, it's less obvious because you feel like there's thousands, millions, billions of people that I could be connecting with. But actually, you know, how many friends do you have on your Facebook Facebook profile probably less than a hundred. Um, this is a little community that you can start to work with, so you have a a community rather than a target. I said again creates a kind of more loving way rather than a this this uh, forceful directed way of approaching things
0: right yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, it's like when we, when you can focus on, on the people around you, you can build a business from that, like you don't necessarily need, I mean, because I think people, people try and go the route of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build I'm going to market, I'm going to pick this very specific niche, which is a good way to market if you're, you know, because the world is so big. I mean, Mm -hmm. because we're not in this small little village where there's only one blacksmith. I mean, we live in a world where there's, where there's thousands of other people that do whatever it is that we're potentially wanting to do in the world. Um, So, so to have something that makes you unique or fine tuned, I think is really important, but in the early stages of our business it's hard to know what that is and I think it's better to just kind of like you said I like that idea like imagine like imagine that you're the blacksmith like you Mm. are the blacksmith of your little community that you already have of people that you already know within your friends and family Mm. even um And, and like, if if you're able to, to build some business off of that small amount of people, like, you know, how to, you know, how to have those conversations where you're, where you're learning what they need help with, and then you're helping them with those things. If you can do that, that's, that's going to give you a much better foundation, I believe, than, than not helping people and just trying to pretend you're an expert at some new niche you just picked yesterday online
1: yeah it's a it's a funny one the other thing is that if the other thing in terms of community building that i really like is the support network building a support network of people that you're helping and are helping you so mm. sometimes when we have a very small small group of connections it's difficult to to sell to them and often feels kind of awkward selling to your family um, or your close friends, but there's a real natural tendency to help and for them to want to help you. And so even if I can't sell something to, to them, I can still create a kind of support network where we are helping each other to be successful and to do whatever it is that we want to do. And this is one of the things that I've been I've been putting in place in the time that I've been working with you. And mm. And I feel now that I've got a very strong support network and any of the kind of business issues that I have, it's very easy for me to call on someone and say, Hey, can you help me with this? You know, I need this designed. I need, I need to do some marketing. How do I do it to tell me, you know, um, uh, put this ad out for me. Uh, It's like having a business team, you know, it's like having, working in a company where you can go like send this to the marketing department, Mm -hmm. you've got you've got a marketing department. You've got a friend who's, who knows about marketing. Right. You've got a friend who yeah, yeah. who knows about design, whatever. So, um, creating this, this support network is also I think a, a really important part of community building for your business. And I think it makes things so much easier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I I like that. I think like, yeah, I mean, we, we think of, we think of, you know, offering services and trade for money, but, yeah, exchanging support. Um, I mean, I, I've even like done where I've given people and I recommend this to people actually often when they're just starting out in a new niche is to, is to even just give it away to some people, like support some people for free in exchange for their feedback in exchange for their potential testimonial if you really help them. Um, because I, I think that's the thing. It's like, it's really important to, to have those interactions the the community the the connection and and what this is what this is bringing up i think for me is uh, there's a lot of people that that i believe and coming from someone who grew up with like pretty intense social anxiety i can i can have this tendency and i think a lot of people do in this world where we're trying to people try to make money online where it's like i want to f- i want to sit behind my computer and then just create marketing content, maybe, and not have to actually interact with people. Because interacting with people can be—I mean, I think for someone like you, that—that's like the opposite.
1: Get me out. Yeah, of that's the, like you know, that's like, just like you're you're,
0: You just interact with people, but but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are like, who are like, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna focus on marketing. Like, I want to create content and put it out there, um, but they miss that part actually of mm. like. Oh, this person is coming into my field. How can I how can I get closer to them? Like, how can I s- strike up a conversation with this person?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, somebody if somebody's commenting on your posts on social media, but you haven't actually spoken to them, moving like reaching out to them and starting a conversation so you can get to know them at a at a deeper level. And that's something that, yeah, you seem like you're naturally good at. Um, but there's a lot yeah, of and,
1: and the other thing, like when I'm talking about getting sub, your support network, if you're someone who likes sitting there um, be, behind your computer and not actually talking to people, then maybe you don't want to get out there uh, and you don't in, in, instinctively have this need to want to connect with people and create all of this support network. But But you know what it means. It means that if you want to connect with all of your fans on facebook and you want to have conversations with them you got you know someone like me then i can organize a webinar for you do all of the talking at your webinar and and you don't have to do any of the the talking yourself it's like um so so it's it's not so for people who are very introverted and don't want to do a lot of talking actually creating a support network like this can actually reduce the amount of talking that that you have to do because you have a small number of people that you make connections with and then they help you with the, the other connections that you need to do and if you're an extrovert who loves to talk to lots of people like I do then having that support network I can use it to increase my my ability to connect with people and, and to, to talk with people in the same whatever strengths and weaknesses you have if you have that support network then you're able to focus more on the things that you love doing and, and less on the things that you
0: don't like. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's like even building that support network can be tough for some people. And, and, and um, part of it though, is like why I think this is important is like not even just the introvert who who, uh, who, who maybe doesn't, like naturally connect with people. I mean, I mean, some introverts are maybe like, yeah, I, I don't even want to, I want to figure out how to build a business where I don't have to talk to people at all. <laughs> I think that's possible. I think that's a different kind of business. Like, like I tend to, to work more with people who are healers or people who mm-hmm. do actually want to connect with people. Mm-hmm. But I think what, what I've found a lot is like, especially with some clients that I've worked with is they're like, I don't know how you know i I don't know like like how do I reach out to people how do I start talking like what do I say if i if I think someone might be someone that I could support maybe like how do i how do I start talking to them without having it feel like I'm just trying to sell them something hmm. um, and uh, and so that's that's kind of the the thing that I think is really really valuable to to know how to do or to have some like for me yeah, it's like as I've built my,
1: mm-hmm.
0: my, as I've built like ways of doing that, that feel really connecting and feel like they don't, they don't put people off, like you're being spammy, but you're just kind right. of getting closer to people. Um,
1: yeah, essentially had, you do it I've well, it's just, it's just making friends, yeah?
0: Exactly, yeah, it's making it's friends. It's the natural it's thing like, that we've
1: all, human beings have always done, we hang around with our friends and we- right. up
0: together yeah yeah making friends i mean making i i think where, where that maybe gets tricky though is, is like is like you someone seems interested in you maybe they're following your content and you're like because because then you get to the point that came up earlier it's like okay how do you maybe it's hard to sell to your family yeah, yeah. and your friends and so there's like there's kind of like a a tricky little thing in there around like like you want to make friends but you also want to if you're trying to grow a business and ultimately have people pay you the, there's like another element in there too and i wish i had i wish i had the words for it but it's yeah
1: like, i i kind of feel like like the at the very it's it's a matter of scale when you have a very small scale you're getting you know five or six people the instinct is to the to give things away for free and to treat them as friends and to right. to kind of serve in that in that way and so that's kind of your central core team is like okay we help each other but then right. once it gets bigger than that you don't have time to make friends with all of these people and you don't have time to to, yeah, yeah. to do that and so it becomes a ne- fairly natural for you to say right so what is let's be a bit more business like about this so i don't have time to make friends right. with all of these people let's just put them into yeah. the program and and get on with it so i think if you sure. kind of just allow it to naturally grow it does grow and that's what i've been scared to do in you know the reason that i have been working with you is because i've i've had some fear around just being really authentic and natural because it's like how is this actually going to work how is this actually going to make me money and i've yeah couldn't see it and so i just had to do it and i'm doing it and and it is working and what i and then i'm starting to see how the process works and i'm seeing that there are these steps that we go through in terms of finding ourselves and in terms of um creating a network and then expanding that network and then at a certain point that just feeds back and it's 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 natural for that to happen um sure yeah and in exactly how that works i'm still I'm still not quite at the, at the level of right. being able to, to give an yeah. answer about sales because I'm not a master of sales yet, but yeah.
0: yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think like, it's like what we're getting at is that point where Because um, like, speaking of the progression, I kind of see it as like the progression that that I found that that tend that like, like what I see is both in myself hmm. over the years of like selling coaching in different niches and watching other coaches who have grown and become successful um, I see the those progressions as yeah maybe that that first progression or that first stage which which some people kind of skip but I but I actually think it's really valuable is what you're doing which is doing a lot more like building connections, building, doing, doing work where you're maybe not necessarily getting paid in money, but you're getting exchanges, like you're, you're supporting each other in some way or or, or they're just giving you feedback on, on how well you're doing um, or giving you testimonials. Um, but then the second stage I see is like, it's still, it's still, I think m- most, valuable to to have those one-on-one connections with people like i like, like i think the third stage maybe the second stage will make more sense is like the third stage is when you're basically like people are selling things online like you have a sales page mm-hmm. you put out marketing content people see your content and then they see your sales page and they read it and they're like oh i want this and then they then they buy it right and then you never have to actually talk to the person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, and you might not ever speak to the person like they're just like a consumer of your work or they might join your program and then you talk to them sometimes mm-hmm. um, or you answer their questions in a q and a or something but um but I think that that second stage that middle stage is where you're getting paid like you're asking you you're asking for money for your work right but that but that step to people paying you is a conversation and that's, so okay. that's kind of like what you would call like sales yeah yeah but I don't, I, and, and I, I think like, I don't like the word sales. Cause I don't feel like, I feel like really the most authentic way to do that. And that I find that works the best is when you're not trying to sell them, you're just trying to build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, but, but it's a one-on-one conversation where you're actually saying like, okay, so here's what, here's my recommendation is that we work together like this and that it, it costs this much money. Right. Would you like to do that? Are you interested? And you have that that conversation. And that's where like, I think words like building friends can get kind of confusing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I like to think of my clients as friends. Like I would love to, like, I, like I do really, I think hmm. of them as friends. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if I have like the perfect languaging for that. Yeah. But there's some element of like, Yeah, being at that point where you're where you're moving closer and you're building relationships with people. um,
1: Maybe partnerships is
0: a a, a good point. Partnerships or relationships, yeah. Kind of an
1: agreement of what this means that we are working together. It's not just an unstated friendship, but we're actually agreeing to work together in a particular way. And here is how we're going to arrange
0: the work. And then this is this is the financial arrangement. yeah and and I think there can be a lot of love there, even mm. like a friend. I mean those words make it kind of complicated <laughs> i think <laughs> I think it's just like it's like it's like yeah being being at that point where you where you start to feel comfortable and saying like yeah this is this is what I suggest we do like I think I could help you with this, and this is what I charge um whether you call it friends or not mm. is important
1: yeah I'm excited to get to the a couple of stages further, where where you start to put uh, give power to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if I have a community of supporters and a community of clients, um, uh, the kind of classic way of doing business, the traditional capitalist method of business, is you make a company and you keep trying to sell to your clients, and you keep a control over your business. Um, but I'm excited about the cooperative model of business where instead of keeping control, actually you give the control away. And so you say to your clients, uh, come on guys, let's make, make a business together and I know you all need this service and and I will provide the service and, and you can kind of tell me what you need and I will give you what you need and and actually make them owners of, of your business rather than me owning Owning my business, Mm, mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, which is a very counterintuitive way to do things because giving control away from taking control away from yourself for your own livelihood is like uh, a bit scary, yeah. Mm,
0: Yeah,
1: but um, all the statistics say that it's something like 10 times as more stable than a, than a, a company. And so it's actually safer, even though it feels not safe. Um, I'm very excited to get to that stage where I can really demonstrate that and see the, the progression right. of, of how you can build from the smaller little steps up to creating something that is um, a real flourishing cooperative business. Mm. Um, and yeah. the reason I'm excited about that is because I think that cooperative businesses hold a lot of, keys to solving some of our social issues.
0: Right. Um, but okay. I need to re- turn off my phone. I started to get a lot of beeps. I should have done this. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: go ahead. I didn't actually get them coming through here. So maybe it's okay.
0: Oh, you didn't. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so they, yeah, they're, they're cooperative businesses, you know, they're, they're very good for social, social justice, and they're good for poverty and they're good for dealing with a lot of the social issues that we have and essentially creating a democracy that is in our lives and not just theoretically in the government out there. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of think a lot could, could be, uh, a lot of things could be transformed with that and I could go on but uh, that would be another goal yeah. in itself.
0: I mean, yeah, totally. I think that's that that's like really exciting stuff. I mean that's that's stuff that I feel like I know I know less about and, and I think it's it um yeah hearing you hearing you talk about that sounds really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like some way where where there's more there's more collaboration and community in the way that the business is even built is what I'm understanding you're saying and that like and that there's there's income generated, but maybe it's a little bit less of like, oh, I just offer this service and then you pay me for it, but kind of more of a collaborative.
1: When I when went to a business like this, that's running like this, what they do yeah. in terms of services is the same, you know, they, they, do, they give services and they pay for them. Mm. But the feeling is very different because you, know, you don't have a boss, you don't have someone who can fire you. Mm. You have a series of partners who are agreeing to work together. And yeah. and so that means that there's a certain sense of equality, even though you still have someone who's a manager and you still have someone who's who's the worker underneath the manager often. But that manager yeah. doesn't have that that ability to just kick you out. You're you're collaborating on this. The manager is helping you in some yeah. way, you're helping you in some way. Yeah. So The big difference is the amount of joy that you feel when you go into that workplace. When you go into a company workplace, often there's a sense of people are kind of stressing and kind of working hard to.
0: Right. Yeah. And then people are trying to, they have like tense relationships with their managers or superiors and yeah, totally. Well, Hey, this is, this is really awesome. I actually need to go. I realize we're, we're a little past time. or the time that, yeah, I have something else coming up. So, really? um, but this is, this has been so fun and I'd love to do this again and talk more about so, this business model but, you're talking about.
1: Uh, before we go, if somebody wants to find your your services, where do they find uh,
0: Yeah, so I, thanks for asking. Um, I have a, a website, it's just jonahrichman.com, J-O-N-A-H-R-I-C-H-M-A-N Mm -hmm. dot com and actually have uh you you have to sign up quick because it's happening on thursday (laughs) in two days but i have a a free workshop i'm putting on that is connected a lot to what we're talking about Mm -hmm. um it's uh it has to do with i'm calling it from followers to clients it's like how to how to kindly compassionately in a friendly way get more connected to the people that you're connected to on social media already, even if, you know, if you don't have a big audience mm-hmm. and, and potentially have them sign up to be clients or, or like we were talking about like developing some other form of relationship or trade. Um, but it's, but yeah, it's kind of a, a process that that I've developed for, for building those kinds of connections Lovely. so that you're not just, you don't just have a number on a screen, but you're actually like getting close, close. And I'm,
1: I'm sure that, Uh, if they miss Thursday, you'll do something else similar again. Yeah, I'll be doing
0: something similar again, for sure. Um, um, But yeah, so there's there's a link to that on the website. That's probably the simplest.
1: Okay, lovely. Go to
0: my website. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Alexander. Take care. Bye.